Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colwell. Hi there. I want to welcome my friend Sonia Hove today as we talk about the next episode, which is Diane Cotton. We're so excited for you to hear the things that Diane had to share. Diane Cotton has her top five strengths are empathy, maximizer, developer, connectedness, and belief. And Sonia, welcome today. It's so good to be with you, Barbara. And it's really funny. I have followed the Cotton House on Instagram for ages, and I had no idea we actually have quite a few mutual friends. And also her sons, she'll talk about this, her two sons do the Dude Perfect videos, and I've watched those for years. So it was really fun to hear your interview with her and sort of kind of quote, get to know her a little bit better. Oh, that's so great. I know it's like when you know someone, you think all your friends know each other. And I'm so surprised that y'all haven't known each other. Never have met her. Well, tell me some of your um, little takeaways from Diane's interview. I know I was just taking notes on so many awesome things that she had to say, but what were some things that stood out to you? Well, I also um, have developer and empathy in common with her. And so I really sort of honed in on those. And I really loved, I won't give it away, but I loved the way she described a developer. Had a little bit different nuance than I had thought about in the past. And I just thought it was a really good description and very um, inspirational to me. It's really nice when you hear someone describe a talent you have in a little bit different way. It kind of helps you understand it better. Yeah, I know. And like I mentioned in in the interview too, I love experiencing her developer and yours too, as um, I've seen just that in seeing the potential in others. Well, one of the things that stood out to me, one of the questions I asked her was like, what is it look like for you to embrace your strengths and it was pretty simple answer but just the idea that it has helped her to really um, have her yeses be yes and her nos be no Mm -hmm. but also not compare herself to others which is so basic but I loved just that she kind of highlighted that idea oh that's so true that was really good Um, and it it helps us celebrate the gifts that other people have and not lament that we don't have those. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? Go ahead. I was also just so intrigued that they're a family of entrepreneurs. And like I said, I, I followed her sons in the past and I can't wait to look up her daughter's um, business and watercolors. But wouldn't it be fun if they were up for it to do like a family episode where we could run the whole family and kind of see uh, how their talents line up and that would about be, how they interact with one another? Wouldn't that be fun? That would be really great. I would love that. Well, one of the things 
as um, as I was listening, and even she just mentioned that she's been like developing women and investing in women really since she graduated from college. I like the idea of thinking about um, just where she is now and the accomplishments that she's had are really just a continuation of her um, embracing her strengths and developing them and putting effort into them. And it's just so exciting to see the way that her strengths and who she is is impacting so many people. And you'll get a glimpse of what that what all that involves, which is really exciting. And but one thing also to as as we do talk with people and you know different ages and seeing how sometimes it does take take a, a lifetime of really developing the strengths and the talents that God's given us. And so hopefully to not be discouraged, but to, to be inspired by somebody like Diane as she's really using her strengths um, to bless others and enjoy them herself. So I look forward to um, y'all listening to this and to anything else that you have to say, Sonia? No, I just totally agree. And I'm, I'm looking forward to everybody hearing from Diane. Yes, it will be great. Thank you so much, Sonia. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hi there. I want to welcome y'all to our interview today with Diane Cotton. I am so excited for you to hear from this lovely, lovely friend of mine. Diane, welcome. Thanks, Barbara. I We've just known each other for so long, and I'm just really excited to join with you on this podcast about about things that we're both really passionate about. Oh, I know. It's it's so fun because I feel like we um we kind of knew about each other for a long time before we met, but we'll get into that in a little bit. First just tell our listeners a little bit about you, where you are and what you do and about your family. Okay. Um so I'm Diane and I'm married to my best friend Larry. We've been married 36 years. And we now live up in Frisco, north of Dallas, and we're near our adult children. And we've kind of become an entrepreneur family, even though we didn't start out that way or plan it. It's just how God has used our lives. Um, I have twin sons, Kobe and Corey, and they're, they're beautiful wives, Aubrey and Amy. And then Corey and Amy have three little children, my grandchildren. Wow. I can't believe they have three I already. Crew, <laughs> crew Collins and Charlie, and they're, of course, adorable to us. Um, and then Kobe and Corey started Dude Perfect, which is a YouTube um, channel. And we've just seen God grow and use that beyond, you know, any... It's amazing. <laughs> I remember when it was first just taking off and just how that video went so viral and just... It was so exciting to see the beginnings of that. Yeah, it was like we thought, okay, that's that's all, that's all that's going to happen, and then it it just kept kept going. So it's been really fun to be on that journey with them. And then <clears throat> I have a daughter, Catherine, um, who also lives in Dallas, and she also has her own business. Um, she's a watercolor illustrationist, and she does um, her business is Marry Me in Spring and. She captures uh, just beautiful memories in people's lives through her illustrations. Um, um, all of her work is so beautiful. I love following her. Mm. And it's just so sweet and picturesque and colorful. And 
I love seeing the work that she does. Well, thank you. That's been fun too, just to see her develop that and develop that ability and use her um, gifts. And so it's been really fun to see our kids uh, use their strengths and live in their strengths. And Larry and I also, we have a, a business called the Cotton House Co. Larry is um, a realtor in this area, but he also does woodworking. And um, and then we do things through um, the Cotton House Co., some bells that I do and different gifts and, and books and things. So we are all kind of um, out on our own trying to use the gifts God's given us. So it's been really fun. Wow, that's so encouraging just to see... Um just to see your adult children just doing well and just using the gifts that God's given them in amazing ways. So encouraging. Well, tell me, Diane, how we first met. I know we mentioned, we've, we feel like we've known each other forever, but what's your recollection of how we met? Yeah, I think we knew each other when we were both single. We were both with Campus Crusade for Christ. And I remember we we didn't know each other really well, but we kind of had mutual friends. And then uh, years later, we both ended up in Austin, and um, we were connected through really good friends um, and began to get to know each other better. And um, I'm just so glad that God reconnected us, and He keeps doing that. You know, He just keeps bringing our paths back together, and that I love that. I know. I love it when, like, I'll be at a conference and I see you in a row ahead of me, and it's just such a treat. Yeah. <laughs> That's happened a few times. It has. It's like I didn't know you were going to be here. It's so great. <laughs> I know. Well, um, I think about when we did kind of connect. It was like, okay, we could be BFF because we had mutual friends that we both have been close to. And so I did feel like I knew you a lot more than I really did when we kind of got to know each other more in Austin. And But then even as we look at what our strengths are, what we're going to talk about, realizing that we have three of them the same, it's like well, that just kind of even takes it up a notch because we get each other in yes. some different ways because we're similar in Very some things. Very similar. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Well, I think about um, the time that, when you were in Austin and one of the things as you were leading um, a workbook with some ladies um, called now, what do I do? And it's an amazing workbook of helping women um, kind of figure out their um, purpose in life and what they should do and who they are. And I just found it recently in my closet and it's just one of those tools that I think everyone should use. And tell me a little bit about how that came to be. And um, yeah, just your heart behind that, because I feel like it, it's such a bigger picture of even this idea that, that I'm trying to help women and men think about in embracing their strengths. But um, the package that you have with this workbook is um, just awesome. So tell us, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, I think, you know, as women, we go through so many seasons. Um, maybe we're single, we may stay single, or we might get married. Um, then we have, you know, our life changes then, and then maybe we have children, and you're at home, or you're, uh, you know, you're taking care of those little ones, and then they go off to school, and it's like, oh, my life looks totally different, and then they, they keep growing. And, um, 
they'd go through different seasons and different things. And each season presents different challenges. But sometimes it's so hard as a wife and a mom to stop and just take time and ask, God, how do you want to use my life for your glory? Because we're pouring into other people. We're so busy with our kids. Um, and really, we just don't have time to stop and think about that until sometimes the kids are gone and they're off in college. And it's like, oh, you know, what do, now what do I want to do? Um, and so it, that book came from a desire really in my life to figure out what it was God wanted me to do and watching, working with women and seeing that so many women, we all kind of go through that same thing. Um, I think our husbands, their lives, you know, they're in work, but they don't go through quite as many different challenges and seasons as we do that look different in their lives. So that my desire was just to help women pause and take time to look at their lives and, and kind of ask that question, God, how do you want to use my life? Hmm. That's so, that's so helpful. And I think that it's, it's so practical to have um, a lot of the, <clears throat> the questions and different assessment or not necessarily assessments in the workbook, but things for people to think about of different um, things in their life, their strengths and their values and experiences. Well, um, I know one of, one of the parts in that is for people to, to look at their strengths and you've kind of took time to help these ladies in that group to, to look at one thing about their lives is their top five strengths. So tell me, Tell me a little bit about you and your top five strengths and what that looks like for you. Yeah, and I, I do think, thinking back to that time that I wrote that was one of the, I had just done my strength finders. I had just realized um, kind of more of who I was, and um, and I was amazed <laughs> because I'd never really taken time to um, learn those things. Um and it, I think one of the quotes I've seen, it says, strengths finders um, gives you permission to be more of who you are and less of who you're not. Um, mm-hmm. I think it really is very um, just encouraging. And so I, my strengths are, my first one is empathy. My second one is maximizer. And then developer, connectedness, and belief. And I knew I had empathy. Um but I was really encouraged to read about the maximizer. I didn't know anything about that. And I had no idea about that. But I've always been able to see the potential in people even before they can see it. But I didn't, you know, I didn't have a name for that. I didn't know that that was part of um, a talent that I had or a strength. I just thought everybody could do the same thing that Uh I could do. And so I really think strength finders help put a name to it and explain it. It's like, oh, wow, that's, that's good. That's exciting. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then the developer connectedness, um, I, I think working with women, I've worked with women since I graduated from college um, in ministry and um, different things and always wanting to recognize and cultivate the potential that I see in them and and just the links of um, events or things in their life. And then, and the belief is just that I have really core values that are in, unchanging. They're um, values that give me a very defined purpose. And so I really feel like Strength Finders help me put a name to those things and 
um, kind of tracks to run on. You know, it's like, oh, okay, that's a strength that I couldn't even see. How can yeah. I use that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting you say that because I feel like that's part of why I'm, I'm so drawn to it because I feel like it does give simple language to um, to the things that are great about us. And like you've been doing these things naturally your whole life, but then to for it to have a name, but then also as I think the idea of like the more time and effort and energy and use that we put into something, then it'll really become a strength. Mm -hmm. And so, like you say, to give yourself permission to be who you are or um, to really do more of those kind of things that are part of what your top five strengths are. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, that's why I, I think, okay, this, let's put the cookies on the bottom shelf. Yeah. And, and so (laughs) I feel like for most people, it's like, oh, Okay. Yeah. Empathy. Yeah. So tell, tell me, tell us a little bit more about your empathy as your top strength. It's my, um, number three strength, but, um, I think like you said, we, we do things and we think it's no big deal because that's just part of who we are, but to unpack your empathy a little bit for our listeners. Yeah. I think, uh, for anyone who has empathy, they know that it is a blessing and a curse. Uh (laughs) It's, um, I think that those with empathy can, I can feel what other people are feeling. Uh, if someone's going through, uh, suffering or something really hard, I can really feel that I can understand what they're going through. Um, if, and if they're going through something awesome, I can celebrate that also um, with them because I, for some reason, I just have the ability to enter into the way that they're feeling. But it also, you know, I have to often remind myself that is not happening to me, <laughs> even though I feel it the way uh-huh. they feel it. I um, can pray for them and counsel and so many things, but I have to ask God to help me not um, feel that it's happened to me. And um, that's, that's just part of empathy. And especially since it's my first one, I have to be, um, I have to be conscious of that. Do you sometimes feel a little overwhelmed with your feelings and of empathy in situations? Definitely. And I think I've learned to recognize, you know, how to, um, to pray and know that God is, is taking them through that and that he is going, he has a purpose in that and he's going to use all those things together for his good, um, in their lives. And so Mm -hmm. I can pray for them and, and trust along with them, but I don't, I, you know, my suffering with them, um, will not fix it for them, you know, but I can come alongside them and understand. Mm -hmm. Do you have like a, um, just a instance that you can remember of just how your empathy really bless someone? I mean, I'm sure you have them all day long, but, um, (laughs) I mean, I think of, for me, when we, we're having dinner with you and Larry once and um, just sharing about some things going on in our lives. And I experienced just your great empathy and care and listening. But is there anything that comes to your mind? You think, oh, wow, I was, I was, that was really, I was really empathetic or I mean, not to brag, but I mean, it is, it is sweet to see how 
that can happen. Yeah. I, I think, you know, as we are with our strengths, um, our strengths are so natural, um, that often I will tear up or someone can tell that I really am experiencing the pain or the joy that they're experiencing. And I can't think of exactly a a time, but I'm sure as I feel when someone really enters in and understands how I'm feeling, you know, I think when you're using your, your strengths, you don't, a lot of times, like I said, you don't even recognize it because you think, well, of course, everyone must feel this to the level that I do. Right. Yeah. I think about, um, one of the first times I didn't even know about empathy as a strength at the time, but this was maybe 30 years ago when a friend's father had passed away tragically. And she was telling me about, um, just all that had gone on. And I was, I just sat there and just wept Mm. and, I remember her saying, thank you so much for your tears. Mm. I don't really have any more left. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was, it's one of the most affirming moments to me about empathy. Cause I think, well, of course I couldn't help, but yeah. feel this pain. And I really do think about that a lot because I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like empathy can get in the way or yeah, I do mm. cheer up about a lot of things and it's like, Oh, look at mom. She's crying. Uh But it's, it's a gift and a strength. It is. It really is. And I think, you know, that just about comforting others in the way that we've been comforted and, um, Uh and just knowing that we can come alongside people and is, is a huge gift. Yeah. Well, um, kind of as the idea or the name of this podcast is embrace your strengths. Um, I think sometimes, I don't know about you, but it can be easy to, to really embrace who God made us. And I don't know if that's something that you've wrestled with, but has that been easy or hard or what does that look as you think about, yeah, these are my top five strengths. And is it, given you more leverage as you've known those, or at at times do you think, well, maybe this isn't really so great or tell us about that. Yeah. Um, I really think as women, especially, um, we focus on our weaknesses. Um, I can find myself just in my head, you know, beating myself up that I'm not more organized or not something else. And it's just so easy to focus on our weaknesses and try to make them stronger instead of focusing on our strengths. And I always think it's like my boys used to, or they still love basketball and grew up watching Michael Jordan or LeBron James. And it's, it's like LeBron James saying, I'm not going to be good at basketball. Um, I'm going to go work on something that I'm not good at. I'm going to go become a speaker or something. And we would say, that's so silly because your strength is sports, you know, but we do that to ourselves instead of looking at, what we are good at, and I say that to myself, instead of looking at what I'm good at, I focus on where I'm not strong and try to become stronger. And so I think to embrace our strengths is to look at those things and say, you know, those are the, that's the way God has made me. That's the way God has wired me. And how can I be all that God wants me to be? How can I strengthen those things and use those things for his glory and not focus on comparing myself 
to someone else who's strong in something else, which we as women are tend to do. Um, yes. So I think that's a big part of it is just saying, wow, this is how God made me and how can I be all that he wants me to be? Yeah. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? Why yeah. is it so hard? <laughs> we can see it in somebody else, but in our own life, it's like hard to see. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, it, when I meet with people and um, do coaching and workshops, one of the questions um, in the time together is like, what does it look like when you're your best self? Like when you're at hundred percent with all of your top five strengths together, what does your best self look like? And um, sometimes it could be even like, yeah, what are you made for? Or what kind of just tying those together? Like, what would you say that looks like for you? What would be something as your best self? I know it's kind of a odd question. Mm-hmm. But. Well, I think, I mean, I think Strength Founders helps you realize that so much. Um, I think when, um, when I'm in my strengths, I actually don't even notice that I'm doing mm-hmm. it. It's like, it's just comes so naturally. Um, and I might even be surprised if somebody pointed it out because I just think, well, this is natural. You know, this just comes yeah. natural to me. And I think um, Strength Finders helps you learn well this is where I'm strongest like I know I'm strongest in the relationship aspect and so if I'm trying to do admin I'm not good at that yeah I know I wish I had an admin at my house (laughs) that's my worst self (laughs) yes and so my best self is meeting with young women and helping them you know see their potential holding up a mirror to them and helping them see their potential and helping them develop and grow and love Jesus more. That's, that is my best self. And that comes out in strength finders because that's, uh, you know, it's a good measurement of that. Um, and so if I stay in those lanes and develop those things and pour my life into that, um, I'm going to be operating, uh, more in the way that God has designed me. Yeah. That's so good. Well, I think even, in our just interaction before um, we started to do this interview, I experienced your empathy and your developer. I mean, I know this sounds cheesy, but, but just your encouragement to me of just saying, you're so proud of me. And it's like, that's your developer and your empathy, but like a developer is a cheerleader. And it's like, I'll, I'll take it, you know, just the, the, (laughs) the little encouragement of just the, the interaction that we have right now, but just to be someone that's in your life regularly, it would be such a gift of really experiencing mm. just you believing in them and you caring for them and cheering for them and helping give them tracks. And anyway, yeah. I think, well, I am so proud of you. I, I am just so excited oh. <laughs> that you are doing this and that you're stepping out and just wanting to use this for other women and other people to learn and, and to be their best self. That's your desire. Yeah. I know. And it's just, I love it. I love yeah. that you're doing it. Well, I think, I do think it's the maximizer that we both have. I mean, that is a lot of what drives me. And maybe again, it's like, I'm trying to get it for myself too, but it's like, I, I think we all want to see our value and to know like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm here for a reason. And I want to do spend my moments being the person God has for me and having the impact in the way that only I can. Mm -hmm. 
And I think often, even as I'm doing this, I, I do kind of think, oh, I'm not communication. Is that one of my straight? Or, I mean, I, it's just easy to go to the things that we aren't. Yep. And those weaknesses. So, yep. Yeah. <laughs> but so but um, you're using your strengths. You're using the things that um, are driving you to do this. And that's where, you know, you have to stay in that and know that this is something God has put on your heart and that you're going to, you're going to move forward with it. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate just your encouragement. <laughs> well, um, I think about um, one of the the ideas of like when we're when we're using all of our strengths, when we're our best self, that we can tend to have shining moment of like, wow, look look at that. That was amazing. Like God used me, or not just used me, but it was like I enjoyed that and that was easy. And look how it blessed other people because of of who I am and what my strengths are. I think about, I mean, I would imagine you probably have a long list of what those kind of moments are, but one of them, I do think, I think you mentioned too, is your book that you um, wrote a few years ago, The Hundred Names of Jesus. Can you tell us about that and just how that fits together with your strengths and just your passion and just all the backstory on that? Yes, I would, I could talk forever about this because God surprised me with it, but I was I found a list of hundred names um, in the concordance of my Bible, hundred names for Jesus. Like, I mean, there were hundreds of them and I was just like, wow, that's amazing. And so I um, wanted to do some, some way to display them. And I started doing some ornaments and things. And then one day I was taking them off the tree and I just thought, I need to study these names. I don't know. I've heard a lot of these names, but I don't know what they really mean. So I just thought I'll study a name for a year, a name a day. And so I started doing that. And day after day, it was the same thing. It was every word mm. was Jesus came to die for me. And I just began to understand um, at a deeper level um, what he experienced as he came to earth. And mm. and that, ev- that was, you know, it just wasn't one of his things that he came to do. It was the reason he came to earth was to die. And as I began to understand that he knew what was going to happen to him, you know, he knew, I don't know at what age he knew, but of course he knew his whole life that he was going to die. And, you know, when I know that I have a doctor appointment or a surgery or something, I just, you know, it just weighs on me. And I can't imagine that he knew he was going to be sentenced and and beaten and mocked and spit upon and and then crucified in the most horrible death uh, Mm -hmm. that man has ever invented. And as I began studying that and understanding what he did um, for us in understanding more of who he is on a, um, on a personal level, uh, my worship, um, I would just fall on my face and mm. worship him. And I now have studied over, I don't know, 500 names and they still fall short. There's just no way to fully grasp who he is or what he did for us. But yeah, um, I think my desire in that as I studied was to, you know, I was so moved uh, by it and am so moved by it. And my desire is to help other women be moved, help 
other people be moved by what he did and and the whole of of what the plan is for him to come to earth um, and to be our ransom is amazing. Mm. So I think those two things, you know, um, my empathy, I really hadn't thought a lot about it, but that encompassed my empathy and then the maximizer to help other women know him and worship him um, and to, for their lives to be changed through that. Yeah. Tell me a little more about, um, you kind of referred to it a little bit, but you'd mentioned earlier about just understanding Jesus' empathy even more as you tied together with your empathy. Yeah, I think, um, you know, studying him, I would go from he's majesty and he he's, you know, enthroned in heaven and um, all the glorious and incredible things that he is. And he's the holy one. And he's um, he he was, you know, sitting at the right hand of God. And then he came to earth and and we praised him and and people followed him. But then he was despised and rejected and such the contrast of his life that he went from you know, what we think is being a celebrity or uh, loved and followed to being um, willing to be despised and spit upon and um, ultimately to die. And he kept that before him at every moment. He courageously walked through that. He could have, he didn't have to, he could have, <laughs> I guess, I don't know, but he, he, could have said, no, I, w- I won't do that. But of course, he that was why he came. And, um, and so understanding that to more of a deeper level, um, it takes it out of the just a religion or um, impersonal, it makes it very personal, as if, um, I mean, he's my Jesus, he did that for me. And he did that for all of man. And it's, it's beautiful. (laughs) So beautiful. Wow. As you, even as you think about, um, I mean, it's just overwhelming to think of the depth of all, like you said, just the names and the character and, um, love of Jesus. Um, as, as we're approaching Christmas day when he was born but i know there's so many so many layers to it all but is there anything even now that has been several years since you've done this but what what keeps coming to your mind even these next few weeks before mm-hmm. um christmas with all the breadth and depth of your love and understanding more about jesus mm-hmm. lately yeah i i really think um Christmas has become so much more meaningful because Jesus left his throne in heaven and entered not just our world, but into the poorest of poor and to be born in a stable with animals and um, and not only that, but walked with men who are broken and evil and he endured um, so much hardship and entered into our world that, you know, 2020, it's uh, a crazy world right now. And, and Jesus chose to enter that, um, the beauty of Christmas. It's so beautiful. And the celebration is so beautiful, but, 
the reality is that he, our God, uh, entered into our broken world. And, um, and so that alone, you know, causes worship. It's like he loved us so much that he chose to leave his throne and glory and come down to live among us, that he might understand us and pay the price for us, that we could live with him forever, um, is, is so glorious and so much to worship him for as we enter this Christmas season. Wow. Are you... Can you standing up on your chair there preaching? <laughs> it's so it's so awesome, Diane, of just um centering on Jesus. And I think even as we know, just with so much of the the distractions that we all can have in this season with all the other parts that we are busy with during Christmas, but just I love how you just keep us centered, you know, and it's about Jesus and who he did and not just some amazing songs that we do sing about him this month, but, um, but yeah, that's so comprehensive and so, um, humbling to, to, to remember and realize all that he did and who he is. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, God did that to, teach me and I still study it every day and I still look to him every day and study these words and I don't get away from it. I, I struggle with keeping my focus on Jesus now and not getting distracted and all the things going on in the world. It's, it's, uh, you know, I can know these things, but I forget them in a heartbeat. Um, I can, I'm always surprised how quickly I forget all the things I've studied. And so I have to just stay in the Word. I have to stay studying, stay looking to Him, keeping my eyes fixed on Him every day. Because you never just learn it and then go, okay, I've learned that. It's it's a constant, continual bowing before Him and asking Him to reveal more of who He is. Yeah. So good and so insightful. Well, I have just a couple more short questions. Um, as you think about your um, your top five strengths and even, you know, maybe there's some listeners that maybe have these top five strengths that you have. Is there anything that you'd like to tell them? Um, just any advice or input, or maybe they know someone that has one of these strengths, just any, any little practical tidbit about one of the strengths that you have. Yeah, I really feel like, um, I mean, I love the name of your podcast, just embracing it. You know, um, there's so much to learn, so much to grow when you, after you've done strength finders or, um, and you, and you find out, you know, you might go, I don't really like that strength that I have, or I don't really see how that works, but just really embracing it and learning how to develop that and how to live within that. And, um, learning what does it look like to use this. I mean, honestly, like with uh, the 100 days, I didn't say, okay, I'm going to write this and use my strength, my, use my empathy. It just happened. And so you right. just trust that God is going to lead you um, to the mission that he has for you, and he's going to use you the way he created you to be used and just to just to lean into that and learn more about who you are and learn more about how he created you so that you can 
use your life for his glory um, so that you know that you're being used. And I think we all want to be used. We all want to know our purpose. We want to know how God wants to use us. We don't want to just be wandering aimlessly. And sometimes that takes time, um, but just learning and growing and seeking to know more about who you are and how God created you. Yeah. Yes, that's so, so helpful. Um, one other question, what has, what is something lately that's brought you joy or put a smile on your face? <laughs> I love that. I did. <laughs> um, I mean, back to the hundred days, really, I, it's interesting. You write it and it goes out. You have no idea who's reading it, if anyone's reading it or how God's using it, you know, and just this week I've had a couple of emails, um, direct messages that people are sending me. And one woman said that she's given out like 20 or more to homeless women. And she said to see them sitting and reading it when their world has literally fallen down around them is powerful. That gives me goosebumps. (laughs) Yeah, it did me too. And caused, you know, great, uh, yeah. Uh, Joy. Joy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I know I mentioned to you, I'm, I'm excited to possibly, go through this with a friend that I've just met that's has a lot of questions about Jesus and um, is on a journey. So I thought, I hope mm. this will be so great. I love that. Um, Diane, this has been just so delightful and encouraging. And I know our listeners are going to be blessed just by hearing just your insights about who you are and your strengths and, but just your desire to be, the person that God wants you to be. And so um, if, if our listeners want to know more about you and your book and the, the other, the workbook that you've done too, how would they get in touch with you? Yeah. Um, so you can follow along on my Instagram is a hundred days with Jesus on Instagram. Um, and then I also have um, Instagram, the cotton house co um, and to purchase any of the books, you can get them on Amazon, or I have an Etsy shop, the cottonhouseco.etsy.com, where I can, you can purchase the book, um, or in the bells and different things that go along uh, with the book. Okay. Well, great. Yeah. And I'll put all those on the show notes too, so people can just click on those. But, um, Oh, this has been such a treat. I thank you so much for taking time out. Thank you for having me. And just, I'm just so excited about this and how many women um, God's going to use it in their life to help them find um, exactly what he wants them to be doing. And I love that. Oh, well, thank you, Diane. You're the best. Okay. Love you. Thank you, You Barbara. Okay. Okay, Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. C-U-L-W-E-L-L dot com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.